0: We are back in the Primo studio with uh, a guest who is familiar to our listeners here. I'm back with Dan Griffin. Dan, you were the uh, last guest we had in studio before the shutdown, and you are officially our first guest back here live. So it's good to have you. Tight. <laughs> a man of very few words, <laughs> which is great for a podcast. But I just want to start out by saying happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, 37 get, getting, uh, getting older and hopefully wiser. Um, but Dan, just to refresh the audience, you are the owner of the Romeo barbershop. Uh, you have, uh, uh your business located right here in downtown Romeo and, you know, it's a little different than the last time we talked. I think we know a lot more, and we've seen a lot more progress. And we've also, for better or worse, we've learned more about what's going on. Uh, but you know, part of what we're doing with reaching out to small businesses here is talking a little bit about you know, kind of the the too small to fail uh, concept. You know, we have a lot of businesses where they they don't know what their future looks like, and they've been trying to access some of the funding that's been available to them and they've been, uh, shut down. So I kind of want to hear from you what this experience has been like since the last time we talked and how you guys are handling that here at the Romeo barbershop. Uh, well at first,
1: uh, we were shut down. I just had, you know, took a hundred percent pay cut. That was it. I never expected any sort of handouts or anything. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess we we knew about the stimulus talk going on before uh, before we shut down, so that's cool. I still haven't gotten it. You haven't received it yet. No, I still haven't gotten it. And then uh, they opened up unemployment for self-employed people, so that was cool. Um, I mean, in the big picture, it's not cool, but... It's uh, something. It's Something's um, better than nothing, I guess, at this point, right? You, well, I mean, it's cool for me. Like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, as far as... Uh, our monetary system. It's not a good thing, but we'll, we'll see the results of that later. Um, so yeah, I was able, me and my barbers were able to file for unemployment and not only is it the, you know, regular state 160 to $362 a week, depending on your income, but the fed threw in an extra 600 a week in there for getting everybody. paid. Yeah. So we're getting that Rona money, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, it, it we weren't able to apply for it uh, as fast as employees. Were you guys were the to... second wave of
0: uh, individuals. My my mother in law's uh, she's self employed, uh-huh. uh, and, and she was in that same boat. And you know, I think it, uh, um, you know, that it's just it's kind of been inundated with uh, people who are who are applying now for unemployment. Yeah, so good it's...
1: luck calling on the phone, and you know, I it was like midnight every night that I was actually getting through to on online to file for it. So it wasn't as hard as I thought. Um, except for like, I, you can't, I'm, I, I couldn't call up and get it, but, um, yeah. So, so I got back paid, uh, the last four weeks. Um, and, uh, so like I said, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, well, which I think,
0: I, I think people should, I mean, you're, you're in a hardship without a doubt. And I, I have a lot of people, I think as business owners, we are very, um, uh, capitalist in our, our approach, uh, I would say. So you look at it and you kind of feel like it's a handout, but yeah. it's also the reason why you pay into those taxes. It's, there's well, a that's the
1: thing. I don't. You, I don't. You they don't. open it up for us, but normally... Normally, if I were to break my hand and can't work, there, there's no one saving me. Well, it, but the unemployment, though, too, Dan. Think about it this way: if you know, even
0: if you're you're in, for insurance purposes, we're all paying into stuff to to fund uh, the the greater sum of of the insurance company, just because you know the the auto policy you pay on. They, the State Farm might use that money to pay out on a uh, on a house that burns down, even if you don't have their their your home insurance through them. It's all part of the why we pay into taxes, mm-hmm. because really that extra six hundred dollars, that's not something that small businesses pay into when we're doing our payroll. Yeah. That's not part of unemployment. So this is something much bigger. Uh, so that because really it's that extra six dollars that that really makes it worthwhile. Because I think people would be. In much more of a panic if they were only getting that uh, max out of 360 or whatever it is uh-huh. um, on a weekly basis. So that take it while you can. That's kind of my recommendation here because we don't know how long this is going to last and you don't know how soon everything's going to pick up again. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, at first it was uh, April 14th. We could go back Um, which it seemed, that seemed like a long time at that point, but now it doesn't seem that long ago. March 22nd was the day that I could no longer have my shop open legally. So that would have been like three, a little over three weeks and I've never taken three weeks off. So that was already crazy. Then it got extended to May 1st. And by that time it's like, yeah, I'm not counting on May 1st, probably not. And now it's May 15th. So I'm still not counting on that because you know, if we're going to go by the logic of, of opening up in waves, depending on your type of business, uh barbershops should be probably the last wave of you're business. You're pretty low open. on the totem pole as far as that
0: goes. I mean, there's so much contact and so many, uh you're, you're in such close proximity to people um, that it just makes natural sense that, you know, that's going to be something that is just, it's not. A necessity. I mean, it's something where you don't have to have your hair cut. Which mm-hmm. I was going to ask. I don't know. I, I don't know if I should just keep growing it out at this point. I feel like I haven't had a cut in ages. <laughs> um, but ha, have you been doing anything as as a you know uh, like what's your comfort level at that point? Because you do see at this stage where how long is too long? And I've seen people who I saw a line out the door. Um, at the, at the, the dog groomer for curbside drop-off, which whether or not that actually is in the, or the governor's order, which I don't believe it is, you see people who can really interpret this in any way, shape or form, because they're looking at it and saying, I'm willing to take the risk now of whether, whether that be a, uh, a health risk, or whether that just be uh, the 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 penalty that might in, incur if they if somebody comes on knocks on your door and shuts you down, yeah. people are willing to take that risk now because not everybody can go uh, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. We're we're going to be going on six weeks by the time this is all said and done. Not everybody can afford to do that. Yeah. Um. So people, you see them making a lot of these hard decisions on their own, and I got to be honest with you, I can't fault them at that point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't offer curbside pickup for what I do, so I just got to go by the law and, um, and yeah, it's going to be weird and uncomfortable when, uh, when, when we open back up at, at any point. Um, personally, I'm not that scared. Um, and i'm not wearing a fucking mask and gloves so if anybody expects that out of me when they come to my barbershop uh, not going to happen yeah go somewhere else then if that's what you want
0: now where's the where's the liability on <clears throat> on a on a a business like yours if you let's say you don't take those precautions or you don't require uh, the the staff that's in you know the let's call it uh, the the Romeo barbershop west side
1: yeah, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know how they're gonna enforce those uh recommended precautions. Um they opened up barbershops in Georgia and Oklahoma last week. I saw that. And so there's this list of precautions they want you to take They, they want you to adapt to uh, appointments or some sort of sign-in sheet so people wait outside um one person in the chair at a time um, wear a mask as much as possible and only for, you know, if you got to move it out of the way to cut around your ears or whatever. Oh, they Um, want the person sitting there in the chair to to wear a mask and the barber. Um, yeah. And, and when I say barber, I'm talking, you know, barbershop salons, just sure in general. Yeah. Nail salons, tattoo parlors, you know, kind of the same type of personal hands-on service, but, um, yeah. S my personal shop. I have my own, you know, uh, one, well, two chair suite. Uh, it's mostly, it's me there most of the time, but so I'm, and I, I only go by appointment. So I'm already set up for what, how they envisioned this, the barbershop should be, but the Romeo barbershop, the walk-in side, uh, where we have five barbers there, um, yeah, that's a they, little different. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't do appointments. They don't offer appointments. There's five chairs, so that's one barber, one customer. That's ten people there, and then there's the waiting area. So there's ten people in. It's less than a 500 square feet. It's a very small shop. So um, by law, barber chairs already have to be six feet apart. Um, oh, interesting. So, yeah, so that's that's covered already. Um, but the waiting room's a little different. The waiting room is different. So. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to have a meeting with my barber soon. And so we can talk about how they want to go about this. Um, but you know, as far as sanitary practices, I mean, besides the mask and gloves things and wiping everything, you know, down that probably doesn't really need to be wiped down, um, what makes us professionals is our sanitary practices as it is I was gonna say you guys do have to go through certain lengths as a as a
0: barbershop to to even practice uh, your your profession I mean it's similar yeah. to
1: like a restaurant where there's gonna be health code yeah that's why we have schooling and state licensing to do what we do so we don't spread disease or anything like that already anyways never have. And we won't because we already know how to be sanitary. So um, these extra precautions that that they're gonna suggest for us to do, I'm assuming. I gotta. I, I don't. I don't see it as being necessary. Like I said, I'm not wearing a damn mask. I gotta wonder though. You know, you you
0: you said that. And it it made me think. You know, you went to schooling for this. You guys have been uh, schooled on this and taught the proper way to do it. But now you have somebody outside of this who really has no experience in what your routine uh, uh, involves, and they're going to tell you what practices you should be taking to make it safer. When you're like, hey, wait a second this is already pretty safe. I think my concern would be more the the waiting room aspect and being so close to people because like, how many people do you think come in that barbershop
1: a day? Oh, probably I, I, anywhere from 50 to 150, probably.
0: And that's a, that's a lot in such a small space. You know what I mean? You guys are only a, uh, what, how, how big is that space? Uh, 500 square feet? It's less than
1: 500 square feet. So that's a a lot of people circulating through there, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's the same thing that's going, going on now with, with grocery stores or any, uh, essential, uh, business that's been open is, uh, you know, it's like, well, you can go, you can go in and sit there, you know, being touched by a, a barber or another person or whatever, but you can't sit there and wait. I mean, what, what is the difference? You I know, think it's same? just a, the turnover. Like like somebody
0: sitting in your chair that somebody else had just sat in five minutes prior to, or something like that. I mean, I think well, it's more the coming in contact with the I'm hopefully saying, block off the magazine
1: section with well, like some tape. Yeah. I'm saying it, it, it doesn't, it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense in the same way that home Depot has got, you know, what is it? a 250,000 square foot building. Um, <clears throat> and they got people waiting in a line 6 feet apart from each other and they only let 40 people in the store and they and they let one in as one leaves but we can as many as we want can all cram into Kroger that's probably a third of the size all day every day and it the the the, the consistency of these rules you know or suggested rules it, it, they don't make that much sense.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I think it's the the hypocrisy that a lot of people are seeing when you know you go to a store, you walk in, and I can buy the thing on this side of the aisle, but the the spray paint and the the, the, the paint items are blocked off. And they're literally sitting right next to each other. What difference does it make if I grab that or grab the thing next to it?
1: See, that that was really that was really dumb when they when they weren't letting Meyer and whoever sell non-essential goods. I understand the logic somewhat to where you won't have pe- as many people going to the store just for that. I don't agree with it. But do you think agree people shop it, that
0: but... way? Don't people just grab that while they're doing oh, I'm I'm going grocery shopping at Meyer. Uh, but I also need spray paint. Yeah, I'm going to grab it while I'm there. I I don't think you have people, um, making a, yeah, you do your Sunday trips and stuff like that. But I mean, it's no different than going to home Depot and buying a a light bulb at that point. You know what I mean? It, It, it is what it is, uh, small ticket items like that. And when you start to get into it, you know, it's, it's like, you know, that's why I think the vagueness and the, uh, uh those kind of hi- hypocritical rules that they put in place are why people went to Lansing and they kind of marched we saw that a couple of weeks ago but i think the interesting thing about that is and you know whether you agree with that what people were doing or not it kind of worked because prior to this was not so we were supposed to be shut down until may 15th with no changes yeah a week after that protest the rules changed a little bit. Yep. They laxed it. They laxed it. They said, okay, you want to go golfing?
1: Go golfing. You yeah. want to take your boat out? Take your boat out. I love that the people did that. Um, I, sh- I was even considering doing it, but I'm familiar with Lansing and there's no way I want to get stuck in a traffic jam. That I- gridlock does not sound enjoyable mm-hmm. in Lansing. <clears throat> no, but the only thing about that that particular protest is. I wish nobody would have got out of their cars. I think it would have been a lot more meaningful. It hurt the cause. Mm, but uh, besides that, I, I I support it. I mean, you know, it, who was it? Whitmer? Did I seen headlines? I it may not be true, but she said something about these these protests being un <laughs> Like it's
0: the exact opposite yeah. of un. It. It's patriotic, but you yeah. know, it's it's the. Um, maybe i don't know what her logic is because i don't know exactly what you're you're referencing but yeah it was a headline it's probably not even nobody you know the thing about protests and the thing about uh um patriotism is when when it's something you agree with it's it's patriotism and when it's something that you don't agree with it's it's disorder and chaos you know it's we can't pick and choose you can't say that you disagree with um uh the 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 lansing protests with people out there driving out to, to have their voices heard but then you know you you uh, you you fully embrace Colin Kaepernick or something like that, and, and the the political
1: stance he was, and vice versa. Which, exactly, it which goes is both funny ways because the 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 you know the 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 righties that really get on uh, Kaepernick Kaepernick supporters. We'll just use that one as an example. It's like he protests and it's oh stand up and and you're a piece of shit or whatever, right? But then but then when the when the inconvenience is on you then then you're a patriot. You yeah, know, you can't have it both ways. That, it doesn't work that way. That was a hilarious uh but it just irony go, to
0: it me. does go to show that we live in our own little bubble. And if it's if, if we we can we have people around us surrounding us that are going to um em, you know uh, embrace our way of thinking and, and and the more uh reinforcement we get of that the more we believe it. You can you can ostracize yourself in these little Facebook groups and surround yourself with people who either agree with the quarantine or disagree with the quarantine and if this is all I listen to over here then this on the other side the 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 difference of opinion that doesn't exist or it's wrong yeah you know and, and that's just what's so crazy about this because it's those situations and I think more so than anything that really, uh, divides us and keeps us, uh, away from getting to the real issues here and getting to the, the real, um, things that should be frustrating people. And when I, when I bring that up, I'm going to segue a little bit here, um, because I want to talk about some of the, uh, some of the, the stimulus, uh, funding that was put in place for, intended to be put in place for small businesses, but actually went to, uh, um, some larger corporations, some larger corporations that might surprise people. Um, but first off, have you guys been able to take advantage of anything for the barbershop for your business itself?
1: Um, you know, I, I might've been able to try and get that what was it, the PPP loan um, right. and the SBA loan? I think there's actually two different ones. Or yeah. There's the there's,
0: there's a lot of grants and other things floating around, uh, around out there, but two of the main ones were the uh, economic disaster funding, which I think you would have qualified for, but the other one would have been payroll protection, which... I don't think it would have applied to you guys because you don't no. pay anybody a payroll, and it's basically giving you two and a half times your monthly payroll.
1: Yeah, people as a were. Loan. People kept telling me, "Oh, you got to go for this." There's a ten thousand dollar grant and loans up to two million or whatever it was. But yeah, I don't do payroll. Uh, that with my my barbers are all self employed, so it, I guess I don't know. Individually, could we have all tried to get it? I I don't know, but I just know that it was a. Uh, but I figured by the time I'm hearing about this, all the millions of businesses out there are probably already applying for it. Why would I get it? And right. and the bottom line is, I don't need it. I hate paperwork. Like <laughs> I, I, so I just didn't. Yeah, I, I probably fair. could have tried. And if and if I needed it. I would have if you were that desperate. If it was
0: if it was sink or swim time for the Romeo Barbershop, but you know yeah. you you could do something as simple as call up your landlord and be like, hey, I need a can you help me out here? And I think you mentioned that that you know we're you know we're all kind of in this together where we're seeing landlords be very flexible with their with their clients because they realize the um, the extent of what everybody's going through. Um, because they did say, you know, and I, I posed this question to Phil the other day on the podcast, um, but do you know how many quote unquote small businesses there are in the uh, U.S., which would basically be classified as anybody with 500 employees or less? No clue. 30.2 million. Yeah. So uh, out of that 30.2 million, three quarters of them have applied for some sort of federal funding to assist them here. Wow. So I've got to figure that you know, you would fall into that one quarter of people. So it's not necessarily that it's 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 not needed. Uh some of it just doesn't apply to you. You know what I mean? So how many of those are and I, I think myself, I have I have quote unquote three other small businesses that I, I technically uh am an owner of, but we didn't apply for anything mm-hmm. through that because they don't have payroll. And I'm not going to be taking Money from every coffer. I'm going to take care of my main core one. So I think that's where some of these other businesses fall into that, those categories. But you know, when you hear that businesses like you aren't accessing anything, but then you know you have larger corporations that take advantage of these funds intended for small businesses. The the the, the article that came out yesterday was about the L.A. Lakers they actually received the ppp funding That's which crazy. is which is intended for small businesses and you've had other companies like shake shack do the same they returned their 10 million dollars that they received but you had so far as of the other day you had 13 companies returning 98 million dollars in federal funding that was intended for small business because the uh the optics of it just looked so bad. So how many of those companies that don't really need it were taking it? You had publicly traded companies mm-hmm. applying for these small business loans which just seems ridiculous to me um you know when it's it's already being maxed out and they're having to extend these programs and go back print more money. To infuse the economy, does that
1: does that make you angry when you hear about stuff like that? I just don't get how that could happen. I mean, if you're a company or corporation, or, or I mean, if you have more than 500 employees. How does that happen? Well, that's the thing, though. Technically, they have less than 500 employees.
0: And that's part of the problem with yeah, that. because they
1: separate them all into different little sub-businesses. Yeah, so technically, like the that. LA
0: Lakers, they had about 300 employees on staff. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's that's part of the problem, in my opinion, when you're talking small business. I don't equate the businesses that I know and work with to companies that have 500 or more employees, they're not even close. Uh-huh. You're you're not talking about the same set of rules. You're not talking about the same um, way of operating a business because now at 500 employees, uh, you must have a hell of a lot of work going on to be able to justify that your 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 revenue just to break even on what it costs to employ 500 employees puts you in a whole different category. So I think you know you need to use these terms as far as like main street or micro, um, a a micro small business, call it what you want.
1: Yeah. Why, why didn't they word it differently? Like, like, uh, if you're a business that's, uh, can't last, (laughs) uh, three weeks without your income, uh, here, here's this loan available. I mean, why that? It seems like a business should have had to verify why they, why they needed a loan like that, rather you didn't than just at all. what you
0: qualify for, and, uh, and as somebody who applied for the 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 PPP loan, I can tell you that it didn't necessarily. all it did was require you to say that you were going to spend it on payroll. Seventy five percent of that money had to go to payroll. And now, when you're talking companies at five hundred employees, they have executives, and their executives they don't have to necessarily bring back the small guys. Mm-hmm. They could literally give people raises as a result of this and put it into the pockets of the people that Yeah, they just want so they to. don't have to pay it back. Just so they don't have to pay it back. And, and even if they don't, that's an interest rate of 1%. Yeah. They can make more money by putting that money away and taking 2%, 3% off the top of that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. The, you know, even the couple of guys that I've talked to that did get that loan. They're not even totally clear on how how to use it or if they should use it or what. Like they don't even they're not even clear on the stipulations of the loan. And that's because it was rolled out so fast, Dan. And I think it's because it was out of
0: desperation that they did that. But I think as a result of that, you have the uncertainty where even and even if you don't know what you're signing up for, you're just taking it because you're saying, hey. I'd rather have it than not have it. When yeah. when I'm losing out on a quarter of a million dollars in revenue as a result of this as a, in a small business, like that's that's a lot of uh that's how I pay my bills. You know what I mean? That's those profits are how I pay some of the bigger bills that exist when we are slower. Mm-hmm. And now when we're coming up in a time too where we don't know if uh we don't know if fall sports are going to look the same for our business. We don't know if the Peach Festival here in town is going to happen. Yeah. These are all things that cut into our bottom line, too. So, moving forward, there's just so many questions. And it's like, you're just trying to keep afloat at this point. And that's mm-hmm. really the bottom line. You're just doing everything you can to keep afloat.
1: Yeah. Um, that, that was the thing, you know, with that. Me as far as me applying for that loan, like I don't want a loan. <laughs> I don't need to, why why would I want why would I want money that I gotta pay back? I mean, my my logic is is that I hope that it gets
0: forgiven and if if it's not, I can't find anybody else willing to give me money at one percent right now.
1: Yeah, well, you know that's another thing. That. Yeah, that's another thing. People were telling me, dude, it's a one percent loan. Just get it. <laughs> Buy a car. Buy a car
0: with it. Seriously, though. I mean, if it, by that logic, I mean, I uh, my my most recent um, loan for my 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 Tahoe. I think I was paying about five and a half percent interest on that. Um, And and you know that's that's something where now you're talking the same amount of money, but you're giving it to me for one percent. If I go and pay that note off. I'm saying I'm saving four uh four and a qu- four and a half percent, yeah, and that's how that that's where you have to play this money game where you're trying to figure out how this all works. and you know when when that stuff is being offered to you and available, which is what
1: those big businesses know how and will do. And where that's why they're doing small it. businesses that you know are waiting in line to try and get this. they don't. They the ones who actually need it they're not trying to play those games and make no, they 2% just off a of 1% or whatever you know right. they just actually need it and yeah that whole that whole thing is it's pretty disappointing. Well I mean, and and the the weird thing about it too is now you've got
0: you've got uh banks like Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, um they are now being sued for the way they rolled this out because it was supposed to be a first come first served basis on the loans. They were they were basically shuffling the small businesses down to the bottom of the pile and pushing through the loans that were going to make them the most return. Yeah. So you've got just corruption from top to bottom. And it's like, it's not like uh government's not taking care of big businesses too. They've got $500 billion that is going to be, uh, uh, purchased. Uh, they're, they're going to, uh, uh, they're going to infuse this into, um, large businesses that need it. And they don't even have to, they have to pay it back, but they don't have to use it to bring back employees. They don't have to use it to, uh, help out the little guy. They can use this in any way they see fit. And that can be, uh, through executive payments and other things like that. So this is all stuff that we're paying for. And you want to talk about, you know, socialism and, 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 and capitalists, how can you ever let a little guy rise above and, and be the next Amazon or be, we know that, 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 part of the equation is very low as far as a chance of of becoming that kind of business. Mm -hmm. But now you're stacking the deck and you're saying even these old companies that have been around forever, how many times are you going to bail out Boeing? How many times are you going to bail out uh, these banks? How many times are you going to bail out uh, these large corporations before we realize that like, it's just a scam. They're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're allowed to, they're allowed to uh, not, not be profitable. They're allowed to, uh, basically, uh, uh, use this money any way they see fit. And long-term the government is just giving them money, which basically devalues what you and I are making. Mm. What if it turns into five years from now, our wages don't change and the cost of goods go up. And now all of a sudden making a hundred grand is just as good as making 50 grand. And your wages don't
1: change. Yeah, that's, that's already what's been happening for a long time.
0: Didn't we learn anything in 2008? Like, this was something where it's like, it feels like 2008 happened. We were all really paranoid for a while. And now we're back to square one where it's happening all over again just from a, as a result of something different.
1: Nothing got fixed. Nobody got punished for yeah. what that happened then.
0: Yeah, exactly. And when there's no consequences to your actions, you're going to continue to repeat these things
1: over and over because they know they can. That's what I don't get about all this money printing and you know, what, what's the results of this. Because if, if, there, if there is no consequence to just printing dollars... Uh, out of thin air just by the by the trillions well why why not just give us all a million dollars and be 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 done with it you know uh i there there has to be a consequence to what is going on and what 's been going on right now because and don't you, people think people think it's the government they think it's Donald Trump like writing us a check <laughs> it,
0: it, it well that was funny when he wanted to wait for the checks to go out so it could have his name on it
1: yeah it's <clears throat> That's not, that's not where the money comes from. The, 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 the government is in debt, too, which is the government being in debt is us. right? So it's not them handing us the money. It's they're, they're printing it out of nothing. They're just every dollar that gets printed, it just makes it weaker. There has to be a consequence to this. When well, is, and I think that's When coming. is that coming? I think that's coming soon because, I mean, you're talking relatively.
0: Think of it this way. You know, it's been, it's been relatively a short amount of time since we went off the gold standard. You're talking only what, 50, 50, years, maybe. Yep. So 50 years later, these things take time to, you know, rear their ugly heads. And, and when we are, when we're in debt to China and when we're in debt to other countries and we, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where, what, uh, uh we always used to get savings bonds when we were a kid. Did you used to get savings bonds? Yeah. When was the last time you saw a savings bond floating around? Because it just—I says I mean, some of those were you know seven, eight percent interest, and they don't accrue at that that kind of rate anymore. They're they're basically worthless. Nobody's nobody's investing in yeah, savings if you, bonds. Yeah, if, if
1: your grandma gave you a a fifty dollar bond, you know, twenty years ago, and you look up the the serial number on yeah. there to see what it's worth some of them they might be worth a little more than what it what they paid or what it's supposed to uh amount to and some of them are actually going to be less than what your grandma paid for. It. Isn't that wild? <laughs> you know
0: that and that's what's so messed up about it and I think we we are going to see that uh begin to happen because you know uh, the argument is that even though the economy has been good for uh for for what going on 11 12 years now um ever since that initial crash happened, we've been on this recovery, but a lot of people will tell you that this recovery hasn't even been real because we've just been, we, we've, we've been businesses have been able to access uh 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 money at a very low interest rate for a very long time now. Mm-hmm. And you can survive as a business without actually being profitable. That was never the case before. So we keep building this up and building this up and, In reality, um, those bigger companies like this, a situation comes up where they're just essentially being bailed out, and now they can start all over again. And it's just we keep
1: printing this money, and we keep yeah, it's a big scam because um, and and everybody looks at the stock market and Trump, you know, you know, brags about the stock market, and it's it's as of right now, it's still. It's still up. It's still. It's not, it still it, looks really good. It's not in bad shape. These these big these big companies they take all this cheap money that they've been doling out for so long, and they buy they buy their own stock to prop up the value of it. It's it's a it's 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 a crime. It should be a crime. And nobody's enforcing. And it. so we all think everybody thinks that everything's great. Well, I was I was listening
0: to somebody the other day, and they were making the point. Uh, it might have been uh, Peter Schiff, but he was making the point that, you know, no longer does a business have to produce anything. You know, you can be, when was the last time GE did something innovative? All they do is find, they, they buy up other companies or they find ways to make money on their money, um, without ever really doing anything innovative. Um, and they don't have to do that anymore yet. They can still, you know, they're, yeah, has their stock seen some decline in the last five years? Absolutely. But, there's still one of those mainstays that you you hear about, and you know, when is it when is enough going to be enough? because I think it's it's not just a matter of uh, uh, the small business anymore. It's the small household. Like we all fall into that category where so many people are just one or two disastrous months away from completely losing everything. Not everybody is are, not everybody are savers like you and I, Dan. Mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are spread really thin. and when things like this happen, that you're unprepared for that you would never see coming. Uh, it, it's more than just your car breaking down. It's more than just, you know, having to go finance a new roof. I mean, you're talking about being out of work and, and when that stimulus money dries up, where, where, what are we left with? You know, when, when you're no longer getting the extra money to, to stay at home on unemployment,
1: where, where, do, where do we go from there? Yeah. I, I, I feel really bad for the restaurant industry. I mean, for when, when they do open back up and they're supposed to be at 50% capacity after all the losses they've taken. I mean, who's going to police that though? Who's going to police that? Well, yeah, that is the thing, but you know, but then everybody's so scared. They're like, Oh, I'm not going to go to, uh, so-and-so eatery over there. They're not, they're filling up every seat, you know? And yeah, it, it, you can't police it, but then people will make their own choice. But They've they've already taken uh, such a big hit. I mean, it's restaurants just as a whole. It's 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 trillions of dollars of an industry. You know, there's just so so many people are employed by the restaurant business, and it's just been shut down. And then when for the ones that do open and back up after this, they're supposed to operate it at half the capacity. They're 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 gonna have to charge. So much yeah. more for their food. They don't make and then, money
0: at half capacity. Yeah, they're not profitable they at half capacity. You can't because they're not going to just because you have less people in your restaurant does not mean that you have to have less kitchen staff and necessarily ne- less bartending staff.
1: That's a that's a the, the restaurant thing is going to be really tricky. And another really tricky one to me that I've this this whole time is is the whole landlord situation. Whether it's you know whether you're renting or you have a mortgage, whether it's a bank or some guy that owns properties, who is supposed to take that hit? I mean, I don't. I I, I I'm either not going to or I can't pay my rent. You can't kick me out right now. You can't kick me out right now. Right. You will eventually when this when we open up. So then the landlord might have a mortgage. Uh, well I can't pay the bank because my renters can't pay me. So who, who gets bailed out? The, the, someone's going to have to get bailed out. Is it going to be the bank? The big banks get bailed out again? Or is it the, the little guy that, like I said, whether it's your choice not to pay or you can't either way, you need a break. So here's the thing on that, and this is what someone has to break
0: out of that situation. Well, yeah, you're right. And here's the interesting thing. So if you have a mortgage, a lot of mortgage companies and a lot of banks right now are basically pausing your mortgage if you ask them to. So if I'm a landlord and I have a house and I have a mortgage on that house, I can ask them to pause it. They take those and they just tack it on to the end of your um uh note, basically. So if fair you, trade. So basically you're yeah, which but What about the, the, um, individuals who are landlords and maybe like, for instance, I have a rental property Mm -hmm. that, uh, we bought with cash. We didn't have a, a, a mortgage out on that. Now, if I, if I do that for my, if I forgive my tenants rent, I just lose that money. Yeah. That's not something where I can tack Exactly. And, And, and that's where we have to work within this because, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, "Well, landlords should just do this. Landlords should just do that." Like, I disagree with that because they are a lot of landlords are small businesses
1: too. Yeah, who are you to say what they should do? Ex- they assume a landlord just is has just a- rolling in dough, right? You know, I I, I feel like this. Uh, this whole Airbnb thing is probably gonna really backfire. How many oh. people in the last couple of years just bought properties to use Airbnb? Oh yeah, I've you considered
0: know? that model myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not gonna. Yeah, are you saying that from like a standpoint of like they're 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 nervous about
1: having people come through or? Well, the the, the, the I, I I believe the real estate industry is gonna fall again, and you know, so you're not. A lot of people are going to be upside down in their mortgages again. So, like I said, the bank is going to take this huge hit, and and there's going to be a lot of foreclosures. Uh, I, I'm assuming. I, I think eventually it's going I to think, happen. But, eventually then, it's going to happen. And then, remember the whole remember the whole uh, debate about Obama bailing out the banks with like what was it like 700 billion or something? A which, lot. which just seems like such a small number now compared, compared to where to what's we are, Yeah. So. The the banks are going to have to get bailed out again, you know, and, like- and 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 Dan, that
0: doesn't even cover the businesses that are going to default on loans that they have out there. Because here's the thing: these businesses, if you were if you were really tight, if you had you know if you were taking out a. a, a Lines of credit, if you were running up credit card bills, a lot of a lot of business newsflash a lot of businesses are living off credit. A lot of even bigger businesses are lo- lo- running off credit where they're not paying their uh, uh payroll out of uh cash in the bank, they're running it through a, a, a low interest line of credit. Now, what happens when a couple businesses go under. What happens when it's a trickle down effect? We know this is going to happen. There, there's figures out there that tell us about forty percent of businesses don't survive a a natural disaster. Granted, this isn't the same as a normal natural disaster, but it's it it can you can still uh, uh, know that there's going to be a lot of businesses that don't make it through this. That's money that's going to go away because that's bad that's bad debt at this point. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to be able to recoup that. So everybody's talking about the here and now. And no, no matter where I look, nobody's looking down the road to see what this looks like in August, September, October. Uh, everybody just, I've talked to people. They, they seem to be under the impression that we're just going to go back to normal Mm -hmm. as soon as this gets lifted. And it's really odd to me that people have that,
1: uh, uh, opinion. Mm -hmm. And I can't stand the term, the new normal, (laughs) the new normal. I, don't let it be, because you know masks and and physical distancing. It's not social. It's physical. It. Don't let that be your new normal. That's never going to be normal to me. Well, and I think that's what they're expecting because. And you stop know, reinforcing that term, the new normal. Oh, we're going to adapt to the new normal. Don't they? Fuck that. Don't they?
0: Don't. Doesn't it feel like somebody really wants us to just make that be the new normal, because we talked about this before yeah. the the podcast and, you know, and that was kind of the next thing up on, on my list of things to talk about here. Are, are these masks necessarily a good thing? You know, my wife and I, we have the kids home from daycare, which was required. We're thinking about sending them back as of Monday because, you know, technically speaking, fams can get going again and do uh, limited hours with, with pickups for people who place orders online. So at that point we would be able to send the kids back and we're like, wait, the kids have been healthy now for the last couple months. They've been, they've not been sick because they have not been exposed to the germs at daycare, which everybody knows. Anybody who's got a kid in daycare knows that they, or school school, kids are going to get sick. Uh, but now they've been home. They've kind of been, uh, like this is the bubble wrapped generation where they've been, uh, nice and safe and, uh, uh no sickness, no illness. Now, are we going to send them back? And then within the, by the end of the week, they're all going to get sick again because their immune system wasn't ready for this. It has to be jump started again. And is that what we're doing with these masks now to say that, you know, our, our, when, when we all go back to work in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever that is, are people going to be getting sick left and right? Because now you're introducing people back into society with this supposed virus floating around
1: still, and now you're more susceptible to it. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's the kids and and the adults, everybody else. Um, and you know, they they already say, Oh, that there's gonna be another wave and and the numbers are gonna spike when we open it up and yeah. We'll see. I, they've been wrong about everything else they projected so far. So, so we'll see, but that's, that That it has to happen. You can't, you can't go on being afraid of germs your whole life. It, you know, when you get sick, it makes you stronger. You, that's how it works. That's, you, and that's wearing a mask always- everywhere and sanitizing your hands. I mean, yeah, washing your hands is good, but, but you know, it, you need you're germs. We- you're weakening your immune yeah, system. Yeah, it's you're, it's you're, not healthy. I mean, these people that I see walking the dog and jogging and driving in their own car by themselves wearing masks, I just want to like you're a moron. So so why is it now in 2020 that we're treating
0: germs differently than we have since uh, since I can remember since the inception of this we've never no matter what came up, even like, you know, aside from those pictures you saw of China, where people regularly wear masks when they're on like the subway system, like this has been a normal thing for China for, for, for years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's be like the Chinese. Great but idea. Mike, Michael Jackson might've been a, a ahead of his time because I remember he was always wearing masks out in public. Yeah. Where's he uh, at? <laughs> is he floating around with Epstein somewhere? Uh, but, uh, but that's the thing. Like, What changed in 2020 to where now we are taking this approach much differently than we did? Like by this logic and the numbers where they were at, like you could make the argument that every flu season, you should have been wearing a mask. Every flu season, you should be shutting things down to a certain extent or scaling back. Do you see a time where, you know, maybe Uh, uh, businesses are encouraged to scale back operations during, uh, seasons that are more susceptible to germs and viruses. Is that the new normal? Maybe, maybe every, every flu season restaurants go down to 50% capacity in the years to come. Maybe that's what happens at sporting events. Has this been blown out of proportion by, you know, because honestly you gotta, we, we are, we are more in that 24 hour news cycle more so than any other time. Are we finally, uh, seeing that these kind of things are a result of that where we're just like glued to Facebook and, and our TVs and our phones to where it's just, uh, it's no longer, you can't put this out of sight, out of mind. It's at the forefront every morning you wake up and every night before you go
1: to bed. Yeah, everywhere you look, um, obey. Yeah, you can't get away from the information, but there's a lot of information out there, and, and you know it's up to you to um, to find to find different different views, different knowledge, different air quotes facts you know, it, you, we have that freedom now. This is, this is actually something I, I wanted to talk about. So yeah, dive in for <clears throat> the, the, the way we're divided now, you know, with, with this, when we should all be coming together. And I think in reality, we, there, there is a good amount of that. I think, I feel like people are more friendlier and stuff. People are like happy, happier to see each Isn't other. Isn't that kind so, of weird yeah, too? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's I think there's a lot of, you know, thriving things from this situation. But so throughout history, all our, you know, before uh, the internet, all our information was filtered. It was filtered through school, through books, which are filtered through, you know, publishing companies, um, TV, which is, you know, programming. Um, We, we, all our information has been it's been programmed and streamlined and, and, you know, agreeable with everybody for, for a long, long time. Now we have the internet and we have this freedom of information. So all the information that may have been hidden, uh, not known, um, suppressed, you know, suppressed, uh, it's all out there. And, and you still, you got the people that, still just, you know, accept the mainstream narrative that we've always been given as fact and any other information that might oppose that, that might've already always been there, you know, it's, it's, then you're demonized by, by that side that, that will not accept this, this new or opposing information. And it's really sick the way people get attacked for possibly believing or even just considering something different. Well, look at it this way, Dan, there is, you
0: know, and this is out there. YouTube has been taking down any videos that don't, uh, uh, fall in line with the world health organization's recommendations for how to, uh, uh, take on, this battle against COVID nineteen. So, dude you know, they've they've been they've been doing that before this. They, oh, of with course, course, all kinds of course. Of things. But with this specifically, but now the world World Health Organization has been uh, contradictory in their recommendations. The CDC has been contradictory contradictory on their recommendations before. It was don't wear a mask. Yeah, that was the first thing we heard come out. Now you. I would say 90% of the people that are out there are wearing masks when they go out in public. So and it's mandatory in a lot of places. Yeah. And so how are you telling me that you're not going to allow a difference of opinion when it may have been a difference opinion of opinion that led them to, uh, uh, this conclusion in the first place. Like you don't,
1: you don't, do well. And you don't learn by only listening to one outlet. Exactly. Like you have to, before you jump on somebody for, with a different, uh, belief of, of, of what's to be true, you know, consider it just, it, it doesn't hurt, you know, like you can't, you can't oust people and demonize them for, for not agreeing with you. Um, you, you know, when the there's, and if you got to look for it and. But there's there's so many doctors out there coming forward saying that this is this is BS. You know what Fauci is saying. Low. Numbers are a lot lower than we're whether aware. they're going off the numbers they give. You know it's just a different way of looking at things. But there's when a doctor. When a doctor who there's, I mean, there's some very renowned doctors out there that are disagreeing with this whole thing.
0: And and isn't that what people always, they, they point to when they're making these arguments. It's like, don't listen to the crackpots out there. We have yeah. to listen to the scientists and yeah, the, the, the sci- educated people until it doesn't match their narrative.
1: It's so funny that science is a fact when it's convenient for you, but the, 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 the whole idea of science, the whole, the, the, what science is, is that everything information is always subject to change. You know, science is always yes, subject right. to change. So you got a renowned doctor out there. I mean, with, you know, a list of achievements and accolades that is disagreeing with this, this, this narrative and these facts, air quotes, facts, and he's getting censored, and he's getting called a conspiracy theorist. Why is it a conspiracy theorist from this highly achieved, intelligent doctor? Right, you right, and, and because well, how about how about Fauci? You know, how about that's conspiracy? Well, that's that's the that's
0: what we've kind of been put in place because now you know, uh, and I think initially some of the precautions had to be taken because I think you would have seen some spike in numbers. But the problem is, is once it was latched onto. And once that was the narrative, that's what they were going to discuss now, um, night in and night out. And, you know, there's a great quote out there. I think it's from, uh, Mark Twain, but it's, it's easier to, um, be fooled than to convince somebody that they have been fooled. Yeah. So you, you try, even if you try to tell people at this point that, yeah, our numbers were off. Maybe this was an overreaction. Uh, not as many people would have died. They, they're, they're going to, uh, they're going to say, well, no, that's because of what we put in place. That was the flattening of the curve that that we heard so much about. Could be true. It could be true, but it could also really mean that, you know, only 0.3 people we're going to die from this instead of 3% of people. Somebody didn't they, one of those zeros was uh was carry. We know uh, Americans we're not good at math. Mm-hmm. Uh so it, it's easy somebody could have really blown those figures um because I I think this attacked people that um you know were were uh the same way the flu would have as far as the mortality rate goes. If you're going to die from the flu, you're definitely going to die from COVID.
1: Yeah. Now now I know people out there are going to listen to what you just said, and maybe what I've said, and they're going to say you are dangerous. You're <laughs> you're killing people by spreading this information. If you want people to be less scared and not, then you, you're dangerous, and you should be gagged. Like they they they, they really feel that they're way. they're, they're they, angry about. They that. They like censorship. They forgot that we're American, right. and and we don't allow censorship. Uh, obviously we do because it's happening, but (laughs) yeah, you can't rely on
0: uh, Twitter and YouTube to, uh, to take care. These are, these are big businesses and corporations. And I think now more so than ever, the way I've been talking to people, so many people say, well, for, for for some of these loans, they're like, I'm glad I went to a small business or a small bank because the big banks were screwing over the small businesses. Like, if there's a time in America for us to revolt against the bigger businesses, the Goliaths of the world, now is that time. I mean, when you talked when you were talking about the restaurants, Dan, it's like, don't go to Chili's. Don't go to uh, oh, Chili's is one of them. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like yeah. either way, they fall into that category. These are yeah. just big.
1: Uh, yeah, everybody, uh, stop going to Ruth Chris. Yeah, Don't go yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Anymore.
0: Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, they're not cool. Uh, but uh, but no, go to your smaller businesses. Like stop relying on like Amazon is the juggernaut that it is because we're all too lazy to wait more than a couple days to get our our stuff online. We, everybody loves that, that as much as they love that, that, uh, that Rona money, they also like Kohl's cash Mm -hmm. and people spend Kohl's cash. Like it's nobody's business. And they're happy when they walk out of there with some cheap, uh, cheap fashion at the end of the day. And it's like, stop it, just knock it off. And I, I think this is, it's going to change the way I buy things. I was never a huge Amazon guy to begin I'm with. I'm trying
1: but, my hardest not to use Amazon. Yeah. And I, I want to go it.
0: with the, wow. I want to go with the small independent companies. I want to, I don't want to buy my jeans from, from, from Levi. I want to get my jeans from, you know, uh, a company like Mugsy out of Chicago that makes their own, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. those are the small businesses I want to support, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we have to change our way of thinking because now when you're in a situation where you're, you're a small business and now the government is telling you that you can't operate and they're not going to find and they're going to say, well, we're going to make some things available to you, but we're not necessarily going to give them to you. And you might qualify it for it or you might not, but we're going to be able to tell you that you can and can't operate. Now that makes me feel like as a business owner, what the fuck am I doing this for? Why am I even doing it when I, you can, you can take it away from me tomorrow through no fault of my own. And if we weren't positioned better, I guarantee you, there's a lot of companies like ours that aren't going to, aren't going to make it through this because the season that we were shut down was so important to us. It was such a big season for us and we lost a lot of money as a result. And if you were close to, if you were close to retirement or if you were close to, uh, um, you know, uh, being tight as it was, you're screwed now, you know, and, 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 and this just makes me feel that, you know, as an entrepreneur getting into it, you believe in a capitalist system. You believe, but this
1: isn't capitalism. No, capitalism. We're so far
0: gone hasn't from been that. reality. It's, 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 cronyism yeah and that's 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 what we're looking at and i i think part of why we're continuing to do this podcast and we're looking at different ways of looking at things and we're, we're really preaching that too small to fail is
1: because it's it, it, it's been a narrative for so long wait wait ex, 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 this this is new explain to me too small to fail i never heard so that. there's that you heard too big to fail right yeah you've heard of that so uh-huh. it's like you know as
0: much as you need those companies and they're essential to the survival of the economy, so is, so are your small businesses. Oh, yeah. And you can't just let us go by the wayside. You can't let your your local restaurants, you can't let your, um, your local uh, uh, service providers um, be lost in the shuffle. And I think that's what happens when you see uh, Shake Shack or Ruth's Chris or the LA Lakers get these big bailouts and you're thinking, well, they're giving it to them, but I don't care about the barbershop down the street or I don't care about, you know, Tech City who offers computer services. Uh, uh, they'll just they can just go to Best Buy. You know, forget that. You know, you're letting you're setting it up so that this co- this community that we have we're too small to fail because we all support each other. Yeah, you know this is this is something that we have to rely
1: more on. Is this so ev- is this a, a turn? Is this something you came up with? Or? No, I've seen it around. Oh, okay. I, I, I've seen it around. I am not so the first person. So it's like a movement. To,
0: yeah, to to a certain extent, it's it's kind of like you know, and I, I think that's how we all should look at it. As you know, you need you need small businesses the same way you need uh, uh, these 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 banks that are going to give you a loan or going to do this and that. It's not in the same way, but like you know. I don't see Amazon sponsoring the, the local little league team. I don't see, um, you know, a, a company like Shake Shack advertising in your yearbook. You know what I mean? These are just things that all make a community work. And I think we have to be more focused on community, um, on a very micro level and not be so reliant on the things outside of that. But you, I think we're so far gone at this point where we've forgotten that. And we, we don't, um, we don't realize as the individual consumer what it really means to be focused on community. Get everything you can from your local grocery store. Go to Sheena's instead of going to Kroger. It, little things like that are yeah. what make a difference in, in a community. If that means you got to spend a little bit more, so what? I mean, that's just how, but that's that's how we get to um, you know a point where we don't have to be reliant on the government to take care of us or to go off and take care of these big businesses show that we don't need them, you know, but it's very hard to get people to change the way they think. And I think that's kind of our, our goal there in this because there's going to be a lot of companies who are holding on for dear life right now and they might not open your doors. You might see a few places down the road, close their doors as a result of this, you know, your town might not look the same, uh, a month down the road as it did today. I don't see a,
1: the Romeo a month ago. I, I, I what, Do you think the Romeo Ford plant will open back up after this? No, no, because they were already set to close down within the next couple of years. And they have very small staff there compared to what it was. I was
0: going to say they are already at a very, uh, a, a much lower capacity, but I was talking to somebody from GM the other day and you know, they're, they're, you know, white collar position, but you know, he's like, do you think we're we're bringing people back the way they were before? He's like absolutely not. He goes, "You're going to be you're going to see people who are now on the schedule for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Other guys are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm. And we're going to have we're going to have less people in at a time. You might not be you might not get overtime pay." You might uh, some some people might be told you're just working from home from here on out. And other people are gonna be told you're not coming back at all. Yeah. And people they, will say, Well, this is the new normal. They're, they're Stop not, fucking they're, saying they're that they're not going to operate the same way they did. And that's going to especially these these cush jobs, you know, how many people sat back in their office positions and just, you know, basically did maybe three hours worth of work every day? <laughs> you sat in your cubicle. And there's a lot I I, I know somebody personally, who was, uh, they were doing, they're kind of like sales and stuff like that for, for a big automotive supplier making over six, you know, making, uh, uh, six figures a year Mm -hmm. going out and doing that. They were let go. And they were basically told your position's not going to be reinstated. This is not something that we we foresee needing in the future. So guess what? These big companies that are being given all this money right now, they're going to find a way to work without you, mm. which is going to open the floodgates of, uh, uh, of of unemployment even more so than it is now because a lot of people, I think, are just holding on for dear life and they're only employing people um, remotely, remotely, for this time. And then all of a sudden when it's time to get back to reality, which I think none of us are living in right now, where none of us are living in reality, but when it's finally said, okay, this is all past, they're going to start restructuring. Yeah, They're not going to operate the same way.
1: Yeah, I know we
0: won't, even as a small business, we won't. I know we can't because why am I going to overload things when you're basically telling me you don't know if this is going to happen again? And why would I overextend myself? If anything, I'm going to be more, I'm going to proceed with caution.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I if I was totally bought in to the fear of this whole situation, why the heck would I want to go back to work right now? Nobody's I mean, how, going. How to. can you expect me to? Right. And, and, especially, especially
0: if you have underlying conditions or if you're in a position where, you know, you have someone um, at home with it. Right. Exactly. You don't want to risk bringing that back. And, and, and I think that's something that we're not prepared for yet. Everybody is just, you know, what's, what's this going to look like for the, the November election when, when Biden basically has not been able to campaign for, for how long now Trump's been in the news every day. You don't hear from Biden. You know, the, the are they going to uh, argue the fact that it, this has to be pushed back? Is this going to change our? Um, it can't man. It, I don't, it I, can't. I know it can't, but I, I mean, I think that, that don't you think that this kind of bodes well for for Trump, regardless of how he handled? You
1: think he handled the situation? Um, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, probably. I you know I've been thinking for a while now. I mean, these last couple of years, it's like man. The summer of the summer and fall of twenty twenty is going to be crazy. Like there's going to be protesting everywhere. It, it's going to get nuts. I mean the 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 half and half, what seems like half and half divide that Trump over Trump is just so extreme. Like, and now I, are there going to be any protests? Are people going to be afraid to go out and protest? Are they afraid to?
0: There? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny too. Any 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 Trump supporter, the first thing they always say is like, you know. I don't like a lot of the things he says, you know, or like, yeah, he sounds like an idiot sometimes, but you yeah. know what I mean? That, that seems to be the, the narrative there's just something about him that his supporters really
1: gravitate to, you know, and, and I'm, you know, see, I like that. I, I don't, I, I, I like that type of, of person where they're like, yeah, he he. They he can I don't, I, can't, I don't agree with everything. Yeah, he does right. sound like an idiot. He does say really dumb things. He tweet, but you know, like I like that person. Right. But the people that that are just full blown, he's the greatest president ever, and he does nothing wrong. And it, that's where it's like, whoa, dude! Like you don't see what a total dick face he is. Like he's he's. I mean, I, I don't knock you for supporting him. But and then like with the protests in Lansing and all over the place, I hate how he's used as a symbol. It's like you, you sure support him, but don't I, I hate that that use of him as a symbol. It's like you might as well fly a rebel flag. Well, some or, of them, or a, some or of a, them were Or a Nazi some symbol. Of them were. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably a couple of rebel flags there. But and it's not not that I believe that you are just I I don't think that a trump supporter is automatically racist, but the other side does they, they you you really are perceived that way so don't i i just, like i said, i I can't stand to see him as a symbol because
0: well how, how did that ever,
1: a, did that ever used to happen where it's like you know
0: there wasn't you know during the 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 george w. Bush era like if you were protesting something and if you were a conservative, you didn't show up with a with a with a big hat that had the w on it with a period (laughs) like w you know i'm not george w bush like there wasn't you know the same way people are walking around with the make america great again hats you didn't see people uh out and about with obamacare hats you know what i mean sure there were obama t-shirts and stuff like that but that wasn't part of the protest necessarily yeah um but it's like we've just become this like uh uh this is the media thing though blowing shit up again though. This is, this is all part of it. This is the fact that we have that cycle where it's just like, uh, you know, you're either, you're either a Fox news guy or you're MSNBC. Like you can't have an in-between. And if you try to have an in-between, uh, you're going to be, uh, you know, the, the right wingers think CNN is too left and the left wingers think CNN is too conservative. You know, it's just, yeah. there's no in-between right now. And, and, and at the end of the day, It's hurting the average person. Why can't we wrap our head around that, Griff? Why can't we wrap our head around the fact that, you know, this is exactly what they, whoever they are, this is what they want. They want you to be divided on stupid shit (laughs) so that there's really no, uh, there's no, improvement in quality of life look at the social mobility that we've seen um since our, our our parents generation and their parents generation there has been none there's been very little social mobility um from the time of where your grandparents were to where you are today they'll say even a lot of the times you know th- these are the first generations that have been worse off than their uh than their uh, predecessors, than the boomers. You know, you're not get, the the boomers are going to be better off than their kids were, which was uh, which is unheard of. But mm-hmm. that's because of a system that they created.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, but the, there's all ways, There's all different ways of looking at that. I mean, we'll see. I I don't think, I don't think humans are are as predictable as. They want us to believe, you know, um, you say that, but look how quick we all
0: fell in line when they told us to shut shit down. Maybe they, I was, I maybe was they didn't think,
1: that. maybe they didn't think we were gonna, that,
0: that's, maybe they that's didn't valid, think they were that, gonna. That's a valid point. But I, I think it's, it's really surprising how fast everybody was just like, Oh damn, there's a virus coming. Yeah. Let me close my doors and not open again. And I mean, we fall into that category. I didn't think twice about it, but then now looking back on it, it's like, What, what makes you the authority to tell me that I can and can't operate my business? Mm -hmm. That seems, that, that seems a little, um, that seems like a little bit of a reach, you know, uh, do we want to take the proper precautions? Yes. Do we want to make sure people are safe, but why am I taking it at face value? Look how easy it was to get people to fall in line. And that's something where, whether this is just a, a mild test of that and whether we see something even even bigger beyond this in years to come it shows that hey it's really look at look at what china can do china can basically when you're on lockdown in china you're in lockdown and yeah. this is a legit lockdown and now we're having that tested on us here in the united states which was never ever ever done before during uh, uh, and now when you see that it's an easy thing to accomplish does it open up the ability to uh do this more often where we're looking at something where it's like okay 2 months on 1 month in lockdown 2 months on 1 month in lockdown and, and which would not be far-fetched at all at this point yeah you know once you're right once your rights are taken away from you and once you get into this uh Mindset of this is how we need to operate. I, I get what you're saying with don't call it the new norm because then we we, we buy into it, we yeah. fall into that trap. And I don't, I would not be surprised because a, 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 a teacher that uh, somebody who's a teacher that I was talking to, they're, they're a customer, and they said, you know, they've already prepared us for saying that, you know, we might be in prolonged periods of time where we're not reporting to school even in the new school year. So they're they're already preparing for that to where you know, it might be week on, week off, week on, week off and that's how we will operate our entire economy and our new way of thinking because the herd mentality just worked, you know, and it shut us down and guess what? I would be happy with one month on and one month off at this point. <laughs> so that sounds like a good deal for them.
1: Yeah, I wonder Wait to see what's to come. I wonder what's gonna happen to colleges, man. I that that whole industry is just gonna be a shit show. It's gonna look just grandly. like the restaurants, man. It's everything. It's not it's and and those
0: are just ones that really stick out. You see the restaurants be used as an example so often, but the one argument I'll make for them is at least they've been able to do something during this time. At least yeah. they've been able that curbside pickup, like. Yeah, I can, you can order it and they've been, they've, yeah, I'm sure it's died down over time, but like when we were told to shut down, we were told to just be done. And when landscapers were told they couldn't operate, they had to push everything back. That's so stupid. They didn't have money coming in, at least to a certain extent, they can, a a restaurant's going to be able to cover probably their utility bill. Off of their profits, yeah. At least something is coming in, but you've got other businesses that that you know, like yours, like a hair salon, like a like a um, a business like ours. They yeah, when you so were told to shut down. We it, it went it went from uh, uh, peak revenue to literally zero overnight. Yeah, and it's been that way for the last almost six weeks. So that's the kind of stuff where you know we use restaurants as an example, but there, there are other Sh- companies that are so much more far gone at this
1: point. Shout out to rustic bluebird. <laughs> so good. <laughs>
0: Have you been taking advantage of it? Cause they just opened back up. Yeah. I've- You've seen a lot of companies do that where they, they shut down for a while and now they're opening back up because I think it's just been too long. And they're like, forget this people, people want our services. We're going to put it out there.
1: Yep. They don't want to take cash though. No, no, nope.
0: no. <laughs> that that goes back to your previous to the previous podcast we're going full circle um but yeah i just really see some changes moving forward here and anybody who's going to continue operating their business the same way they did before i think they're i think they're they're in trouble i think you got to make changes and you got to realize that um you know you're basically going to be uh at the mercy of what the government's telling you you can and can't do Cause it's, this is, See, this I is don't, the first time
1: it won't be the last, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to say I disagree, but I just, I don't think it has to be that way. I don't think it has to be that way either, but I, I mean, by the, the time tactics have already get, been put in place. Yeah. I mean, when we get to the end of summer and these numbers are probably going to be nowhere near what we thought they were going to be just like it's uh just, just like this whole time, um, We'll start to evolve back to normal. People forget about this fucked up situation we've been in the last. I don't six know, weeks. man. I don't. I don't
0: know if I agree and, with that. I think. I think because, like you said, we we both said this, Dan. It's kind of been nice. It's nice not having the pressure of oh, yeah, going yeah, to so, work every day. So people
1: will be like, "Sweet, we're getting shut down again." Yeah, sure.
0: It's something to look forward to. Yeah, if, if I if Free I know if I know I only have to go, uh, uh, like even if you said, uh, uh, thirty days on, two weeks off. I'm looking forward to those two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, because just like the weekend, man. Just like the weekend, you know, but but that's I think we've had this push to kind of like, you know, and, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I really don't, because I do think we're too reliant on consuming and 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 you know, getting to the point where it's just yeah. like work, 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 work. We got to get back to the family unit a little bit more, which totally is really agree. important. And that allows us to do that. So <clears throat> do you take the lead on that? And do you do you make those maybe? Maybe my shop doesn't have to be open on Saturdays. Maybe I can spend the whole weekend with the family instead of saying I, I have to be there every Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see people restructure their hours, and I think
1: you know I, I've I've looked at this too and said but for people, but but for people to do that, then they have to raise raise prices. That or just give yourself a big pay cut. I think you're. Well, I think you're going to see a combination of both. I mm-hmm. and 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 and
0: part of that's going to be doing less, or doing more with less as well. It's it's going to which be. Which we're learning
1: to do right now, which is a great thing.
0: Yes and no, because you may have a situation where, um, you know, it, it means people are going to lose their jobs because doing more with less means less staff, and it means you
1: know, less. Oh, I, I was looking at it more, more of just. For the individual or the family to just you know just just go without yeah. more, you know which no it,
0: no I think that that too I think it's all part of it I think we're we're in for a new way of life whether that's positive or negative not necessarily the new norm but just like it, it kind of makes you you know not yeah it's it, not it, normal it's not my new norm it's well not, it's not my norm well spending more time with the family can be a positive thing for a new normal and and I think that's a thing it's like why do I want to keep going. Full speed. Why? I'm not going to be in that mindset of like, you know, building, building, building up my business and our economy can shut down for months at a time. That was never a situation before. Now I have to have that in the back of my mind anytime I go to do anything. Mm -hmm. So are we living in a new situation? Absolutely. Do we know what it looks like down the road? No. And I think probably a month from now, you and I could be sitting down here having a completely new conversation because this conversation was extremely different than the conversation you and I had a month ago. Yeah. So on that note, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. We covered a lot of topics here, but uh, Dan, great having you in the studio. Always good talking to you. I think we get a very interesting perspective. Two small business owners here, just talking through things, um, you know. And and you you're allowed to use the term "too small to fail" if you want to uh, get that out there to anybody. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I think we should all keep that in the back of our heads. But uh, thank you guys for listening to the Primo Podcast. If you want to talk about your experience as a small business owner during this uh, time, you know how to get a hold of us. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk to you. Have you come in the the Primo Studio here for an interview? you. Um, don't forget content is king and the struggle is real. I'll talk to you guys next time.